This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at LifeWay Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and we are into our second session of our Beginnings Unit of Study. Last week, we looked at the question, where did the world come from? This week, we're going to look at the question, where did sin come from? Again, just the beginnings of things, and mm. students are always wondering, okay, where did sin get started? How did it get started? Uh, I've got Brian Daniel here in the studio with me. Brian, how are you? I'm doing really good, Rick. Thanks good. for asking. Brian is going to be our expert to help us understand the beginnings of sin. Uh, not that Brian's an expert on sin, but the beginnings of where sin came from. Yeah, so just Brian, please put expert in quotation marks. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, in quotations. The title of this session, The Dark Side, uh, we're looking at three different scripture passages uh, with this this idea of sin and where did it come from. Uh, you know, Brian, just before we even get into these life principles, why is this something that we would even want to talk about with students? Yeah, I've noticed in the in the student book, there's a lot of Star Wars imagery. Yeah. And one of the things that really stuck out to me, I, and Rick, I get the episodes confused. I think it's episode three, but it's in the most recent batch. It's when right. Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Right. In that movie, what I pointed out to my daughters as we watched that was, look how subtle that was. Look at how Anakin actually thought that his love for Padme, he was doing the right thing because of his love for her. Right. And look at how that was turned because he didn't have the uh, you know the right hierarchy and order. And so when, you're t- when I'm talking with my girls and when you're talking with your students, what you might want to point out is, look, you may think that what you're doing is the right thing and good, but just remember how subtle this works. And if you're not keeping God first, it's amazing how easily sin encroaches upon your own present reality. Well, and that's what we see in this story when we get back to the Genesis passage in just a minute. But before we get that get to there, in order to set this whole context that you know, our point is that sin began with rebellion and continues in us, and the beginning point of, of sin's rebellion you know, comes back to Satan. And we're going to jump into Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 14 through 17, uh, to get to this life principle that Satan's rebellion led to his fall. Uh, Brian, you alluded to in the, in the first session you know, the big picture of things that were going on before Genesis 1-1 right. ever took place. This is one of those verses that points to that. Right. What do you see in that verse, in those verses? Well, I tell you, I, I really like the question that's here in the leader notes about rebellion. I think that's something that's talked about a lot, but to, to, to establish a context or to frame a conversation, I would advise beginning, uh, just asking students, to just how, how do you understand rebellion? Right. And then once you get there, I, I think you can look at the motivation here. There's, a, there's pride, uh, I think greed. A lot of those things that come into play that I think students wrestle with every day, I think we all do, but I think with students in the context, they're in the earliest stages of wrestling with a lot of the things that we all deal with in the workplace and, and wherever else uh, throughout any day. And you see that right there in, uh, you know, in uh, Ezekiel 28. When, and again, that's a good tie to the whole Anakin, you know, his rebellion and turning away. When we begin to look at this, though, from that, that grand aspect of, you know, things that are happening in in the heavens and, and things that were taking place, you know, again, as you mentioned before, Genesis 1-1, 
What do you see here in these verses that point to this aspect of Satan's rebellion in particular? Let's just start with, with verse 14. And um, says, you were anointed a guardian sheriff, for I appointed you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked among the fiery stones that God... You know, you don't have to get into issues of humanism to point to humanity, which we've already talked about in Genesis as the crown jewel of creation. To take that to an extreme, uh, which I'm sure, you know, the angels being created beings had every reason to feel the same way, you've got to keep... Uh, a level-headedness about you. And so right away we see in verse 14 this uh, kind of favor uh, that's bestowed that was taken, you know, maybe in the wrong way or abused. You get abuses of power, but I think it's even more subtle than that. I think we start through circumstances believing the wrong thing and, and, uh, you know, those lies come from the enemy. We start believing them. It's like in a boxing match with little punches on the side over the courses of 14 rounds, you, a boxer can't even raise his arms. Right. He just becomes dilapid, you know, just completely uh, incapacitated in some ways. And so I think spiritually you see this happening with pride right there in verse 14. And that, I mean, that really sets that tone and, and leads to what we're talking about. Um, and leaders, this is a good point to, a good place to point out for you if you're not using our insights material that are referenced in your leader guide. If you just go to lifeway.com slash known, we have some free commentary helps available for you. It's called our insights. Um, and this would be a great session to dig into those insights to help get some, some deeper background and understanding of these passages. Well, Brian, we'll move from that, that idea that Satan's rebellion led to his fall. And then we jump back to Genesis to see the beginning of sin in the world as we know it in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7 with the life principle that sin entered the world through the fall. What do you see there in those verses that helps us understand this question of where did sin come from? Um, well, again, uh, it's, you know, it's the warming up the frog metaphor. <laughs> it's really uh, what appears to be a benign question. And I'm sure these are questions that as students, as they're with maybe friends that uh, aren't as passionate or maybe not even believers, these are the kinds of questions that I think that they may hear. And you look at even in the, the first verse, did God really say yeah. you can't eat from any tree in the garden? I mean, that, that sounds innocent. Right. You know, it's just, it's just an entree into conversation. But the sinister side of it is it's questioning the authority of God, right. really, uh, at its heart. And then, like you said earlier, this sets a tone for the way the enemy works, which, again, slowly, uh, little hits to the side, innocuous questions, and next thing you know, you're in a conversation you've got no business being in, kind of traveling down a road that you've got with a destination that uh, can be destructive. Right. And, and so, I mean, as, I, as we look at this, we see that, you know, that Satan's rebellion you know, in the heavenly realm led to his fall, um, you know, being kicked out of all that and being kicked out of the presence of God. We come down into you know, creation, Genesis chapter 3, Satan enters the picture and, as you mentioned, just very subtly leads Adam and Eve to this point of rebellion and fall. And we look at that and say, well, yeah, I understand that, that story in Genesis, and I understand, I see the whole fall and yeah. how that works. But the grand scheme of that comes into the third life principle is that because of the fall, we are all in sin. Um, and Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 17, uh, that because of Adam's original sin, we now have a sinful nature. What do you see there in those verses? Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you guys have set this up this way. I think what I know, I remember from my student days, as well as, uh, you know, times in, in middle school and whatnot, 
stories like this or accounts like this from the Old Testament, like Noah's Ark and Lafal, because of the art a lot of times and the way it was depicted, almost came off, used a lot of like animated style art. Right. In my mind, I never made the connection to just how extreme this was. And so when you're getting at this third life principle, because of the fall, we are all in sin, I would point out and be sure to point out that not only are we in sin, but if you really want to talk through the absolute catastrophic uh, catastrophe that this fall was, you look at its effect on all of creation, which right. would include the weather, even, uh, what's going on with with everyone, right. with our planet, the, you know, environmental. And so when you look at Romans 8, for instance, everything is being held back, that all of creation groans until the sons of God reveal right. themselves. We're looking at the effects of the fall continue to ripple to this day and affect Everything that we see, hear, touch, and feel, that's the fall. And so as sin enters the world, it continues to roll over everything. Right. That's what we're up against. Well, And what would you say to a student that says, well, man, it's not really fair that because Adam and Eve, you know, sin in the Garden of Eden, you know, I'm, I'm stuck with a sinful nature. You know? Yeah, and that's Romans 5. You know, in Romans 5, it's, it's tough because it says it, uh, sin entered the world to the one man, which I didn't have any control over, but then it is uh, erased through the second Adam or Jesus right. that I have to make a decision on. And so, and that's where ultimately, Rick, I've got it. I think it might be good for students to know logic ultimately fails you. That when Paul says, I come to you not knowing nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified, that is the absolute best mantra that anybody could live under. Right. Well, and I think it'd be good also to point out at that point of students saying, man, it's just not fair, and say, well, okay, it's not fair, but, you know, how many times did you rebel this week, demonstrate issues of rebellion? Because that's the point this week is that sin began with rebellion and continues in us, mm-hmm. that because of that initial fall, the original fall, Adam and Eve, and the sinful nature that we all inherit now, that we, by very nature, without Christ, are people bent toward rebellion, um, you know, some seems more serious and more severe, but we all have a bent toward rebellion. As, as yeah. parents, we yeah. can recognize in our kids that there's a bent toward rebellion in our kids. And uh, that is compounded by the enemy's propensity to look for where we're vulnerable and uh, where we're weak and be able to exploit uh, those exactly. wounds in our life or those weaknesses in our life. And so, you know, we talk about rebellion in that context as well. You, can't, you get the sense that it's just overwhelming. And the need for Jesus and his saving grace is even greater. That's right. That's a great point. Well, leaders, as we wrap this one up, again, our question, where did sin come from? Three life principles, that Satan's rebellion led to his fall. Sin entered the world through the fall. And because of the fall, we are all in sin. Again, our point this week is that sin began with rebellion and continues in us. So, uh, Drive that home with your students this week. There's a lot of deep stuff in this session. Um, Mm -hmm. Take some time to unpack this with your students. And then join us again next week. We're getting into the question of what does the story of the flood teach us about God? So join us again next week.